This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic and you're listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you on is this week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Kimberly L. Curtis. And in our discussion, we had great topics and concepts of money, the net, the laws of money, the two of them, human and nature, how I looked at that as the balance between left and right brain. We got into the aspects of how money is looking for you and so many great things in this episode. Before we get to the interview, let me tell you a little bit about Kimberly. Kimberly. Kim Curtis is a nationally recognized wealth management advisor and speaker. As president and CEO of Wealth Legacy Institute, her groundbreaking work in developing a highly personal client-centric planning model was recognized in the Journal of Practical Estate Planning, winning the Editor's Choice Award. This model is the cornerstone of her firm's holistic and highly successful approach to integrated wealth management, the planning for life experience. Kim has attained numerous professional designations and has been recognized by the financial planning industry as having achieved the highest level of competence and expertise. Kim is a best-selling author of Money Secrets, Keys to Smart Investing, published by Financial Literacy Press. Kim has spoken on leadership, negotiations, and finance to organizations such as West Point, Oracle, EPA, University of Colorado, Hospital, Comcast, Level 3, CenturyLink, Outerbox, Johnson & Johnson, AAUW, amongst others. She has been profiled on NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, CW, as well as Wall Street Journal. During her free time, you can find her sailing, skiing, or golfing in the beautiful Rocky Mountains, or her favorite guilty pleasure, reading People's Magazine. Without any further ado, here is my wonderful interview with Kimberly L. Curtis. Kim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dr. Vic. Look forward to it. I'm excited to have you on. I love what you're up to. I love what you're doing, especially during these times where we are, turbulent times. You know, every day I'm, if I'm on LinkedIn, there's that articles up there and it's like always something doomsday about something financial or something's going to, oh, look at this, or the housing market here. And I'm always just like, oh, if people just knew, you know, be selective in what they choose. And so when I saw you coming across the board, I was like, I want to have a conversation with her. She knows what she's talking about here. Um, so before we get into the, the, the those those things, um, <laughs> my listeners know, I always like to ask this question right off the bat. What, how did you get into what you're doing? What kind of inspired you? What kind of led you to what you do today? 
I'd, I'd love to share that. You know, believe it or not, Dr. Vic, it was a quiz that got me into money and wealth management. Um, I actually had, I, I have a legal background and I was, my area of expertise was negotiation, mediation, and arbitration. And I moved to Salt Lake City to open up uh, an office for this national dispute resolution firm. And as I opened this office, I recognized that I had skill sets that were more entrepreneurial and I was entrepreneurial. And I moved up in that organization and I ended up becoming more of a spokesperson than doing settlement conferences or mediations. And so I had a friend, many of the listeners or viewers out there may have people in HR who have access to all of these incredible skills or coaches and um, took this quiz and um, financial planning, finance came up as a skill set. And I've been doing it ever since. So uh, crazy, crazy. And of course, my negotiation mediation skills come in handy because what do couples often most argue over? It could be the number two thing, not the number one, but the number two issue that couples argue over is money. I'm curious, what's number one? <laughs> Actually, maybe number three. Well, probably intimacy. And then I would say parenting skills. Ah, I could see that. Okay. Because I know like, yes, I, I remember reading a quote, I don't know, or a stat like, I don't know, years ago. And I used to say like, 70% or 70% of arguments or something like that is because of financials or something like that. But I can I mean, intimacy and parenting, those are two big ones. So I can, I can see those being above that. Well, it's funny when you think, Dr. Vic, what are the, what are the things that allow for success? And, and we tend to think it's money first, particularly my son who just graduated from college, <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire, uh, like every many others. Um, but it's actually love. Yeah. And, and, and when you have love, actually money finds you. So there's lots of connections around that because when you're in love, you kind of feel like you're, you're on your game. You're less, you know, and, and then when you're on your game, you're more likely to have more money or do what you love. And then you're more likely to be able to pay your bills and that creates that harmony in a household. So that's a lot of systemic things, not to go there too soon, but um, it's interesting to think what comes first. And the thing is, though, like what you're sharing, that's not the sexy thing, right? It's not the, no. uh, the eye catching. That's not the shiny lure that distracts an individual more than anything else and has them actually resist or resisting and creating resistance to what they want rather than um, allowing. And I know we're going to dive deep, deep into that. Before we do, my listeners probably are curious. Can you share that quiz you took? Oh, gosh, I, I, I think it may, I wanted to say Myers-Briggs right off the bat, but I don't think it was that. It was something different that allowed for career success, and it actually named professions. You may know what that is more than I do today. There's a few of them out there. I was just curious to know if it was one of those, because I know it's like there's strength finders, but that doesn't, I don't think that that might, but then there's different variations into it that helps an individual that like lead them to like, well, because of your strengths, here are some professions that you can go into. So that's why I was just curious. But so let's let's dive into a little bit then because I you brought up a concept that I am so big on when it comes to, you know, you said love and love leads mm. to all things. And my mind's always like, well, that sounds great. Let's go deeper. And what is that? Why is that? And you were kind of already diving into it about a lot of things I share on this this show is all about uh getting into the quantum realm, which is just another term that used to be called spirituality. But 
spirituality got called woo-woo, right? It was like, oh, this is the woo-woo stuff. All that. Especially if you bring that up to business people, it's like, yeah, no, not, not going to happen. But then quantum physics came around and they proved all of it. And so now it's like, okay, we'll just call it the quantum realm. And, but it's one of those things that, you know, let's talk, let's go, let's get right into it. I know, I know we're, we're trying to segue in, but let's go because it's already here. Um, how is it that love leads to or allows for more of what it is you want? May it be money, X, Y, Z, all those kind of things. Yeah, I, um, I will answer that. And then I, I, I will actually share a story uh, that may help uh, listeners get a better understanding of that. But, but without love, everything is relatively meaningless. And so, and we feel empty inside. So instead of money controlling you, um, it's just a tool and we need to learn how to make money work. And so with that, and, and I'll say one more thing because it's important for listeners. A lot of people show up around money with lots of stories regarding their childhood. Um, and, and, and some of it, a lot of baggage, quite frankly, but, but I think it's important to say that money is not evil because many have been raised in a, in a setting or a family where they didn't talk about it. Uh, and it was not a conversation at the dinner table. So money is not evil, greed is. And money only reveals more of who you already are. And that's really important for the listeners to understand. Because if you can ground that thought, everything else seems a lot easier than what we're about to talk about. So let me share my story. Um, I actually, I actually grew, uh, I was 14, my parents got divorced and my mom ended up with full custody of three teenage girls and she had no employable skills. So she applied for and received government assisted lunches so that I had to take this little red ticket. It was like a raffle ticket. I mean, it was just, we all know what that ticket looked like. And I would have to hand that to the cashier every day. And what that signified was you're poor, your family has no money. And it was labeled for me personally, a lot of shame, a lot of not enough. And that money was really for other people, not me. And so that was, I mean, every day that transaction had to occur. So I would go to the furthest line, you know, and, and grab my, my plate, put it on my tray and pull that ticket out of my pocket and hide it under my plate. And as I slid down the line, Right before I got to the cashier, I'd look back to make sure none of my friends were around before I passed that ticket. So, so, but my mom had one thing, and that was really important uh, with her children, her daughters, was to make sure you get your education because no one could take it away from you. Because that's what happened to my mom. Uh, my dad got drafted, and they ended up marrying sooner than she finished school, and so she didn't have an education. And so I did. I, I went to undergrad and then law school and ended up in debt. Like I had no business having all that school loan debt. In, in today's dollars, honestly, Dr. Vic, it was about $92,000. And of course I defaulted on my school loans within six months out of graduation from law school. And so again, reinforcing that concept that money's not for me, it's for other people. And what happened, which segues back into the start of this conversation is that I had an anonymous person put $1,000 on my school loan debt. And the fact that I, one of the things I say, Dr. Vic, is if your head is in the sand on money, trust me, your head is in the sand on other areas of your life. And 
my head was completely in the sand. I was completely unconscious around money. So I wasn't necessarily opening statements to pay attention to it. It was just random that I happened to open up the statement and happened to see that my balance went down, not up. And that moment, it was almost immediate. It was almost like a snap. And that snap was, was really about, and, and because it was anonymous, I couldn't go to them, what do you want? <laughs> As a girl from Buffalo, you know, what do you want? Uh, no, it was more like, well, if someone believes in me, who do they believe in? Who do I believe I am? And who do I want to be? It was really one of those conversations that it's like, wow, someone believes in me. What do they see that I don't see? And so that was the start of the act of love. So what was happening is, and I had to unpack this myself because I didn't realize it, of course, at the time it's been a journey. But what I realized is that it was an act of love that allowed me to pause to kind of recognize what is my self-concept? Who do I want to be? And what love am I giving myself? And I think that was really the start of that snap was, wow, I'm responsible for the outcomes in my life. I'm 100% responsible. No one else. It's not my mom. It's not my education. It's not my school. It's not the economy. It's me. And from that point forward, it was a journey, but, but I recognized that the choices I was making were either in my favor or not conscious. And I wanted to remain conscious moving forward. And I think that was the start of where I am today. And now a CEO of a wealth management firm, multi-million dollar successful wealth management firm. And that was my background. I love that. And thank you for sharing that story. It's such a great story. And it's one of the things that, you know, question I have to follow up for individuals, because sometimes we did you when that moment happened, that act of love, and you started to make that shift consciously and become aware of things. Did you ever have that old story still coming up? Or was it done, move forward? That was the end of it. But not money's not honestly, me, Dr. Vic, like it was done. Love that. It was done. It was that snap was that powerful. It was done. Now, there are other things that you have to unpack along the way that are not so deep like that, but that baggage was done. That's a great I've never been asked that question. Thank you. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, we were talking about this earlier before we came out about money's looking for you. So mm. when, when, we, when we step into that place of love and, and, and that kind of thing, or maybe just actually just ask this question like that is how does money come looking for you? Because a lot of times, and I see this with business owners, I went through my own personal journeys and professional journeys with this, where it's like, it, when, we, when we have that lack, let's say, of money, our mind, nervous system revs and goes into protection, and all of a sudden we feel like we have to do. And then and, and I always tell people you're digging a hole when you do that. Um, because the, you're coming from a low consciousness state. And when you make choices from there, you're only going to attract more of that. And so it's, it's the, the, the thing of, I'm losing my train of thought, but I'm just going to continue going with this. <laughs> how do you get money to look for you? Because in, in that essence, or how does that all work? I love that. I, and I say that a lot that, that to, to flip the switch on a paradigm that, you know, a lot of people say, I need money. I just need money. I need money. Well, no, no, it's quite the opposite. Money needs you. And actually money is looking for you. And that's the paradigm shift that we talked about in the green room. 
when I when so when we think that money and I, I think it's really important to rest with that for a little bit. You know that money is looking for you. And let that land. Because if you bring that in and understand that that to switch that around, all of a sudden it becomes a little different. And I'll, and I'll explain that also as well, because you and I talked about being from Chicago and I'm from Buffalo. So Buffalo is near Niagara Falls that straddles the Canadian border and New York State. And that beautiful Niagara Falls has uh, create at one time lit up the streetcars in Buffalo. And, the, and that was because of the power plants that lined its banks. So the Niagara Falls doesn't really have power except for the power plants that line its banks in the same way that money has no power until we give it our ideas and our creativity and our imagination to turn it into something of use to the world. So money has, money has no, it's, it has nothing. It's, it's only the meaning we give it. We created it. So if you understand that money has no power except what we give it, so that's our values, that's our ideas, particularly as entrepreneurs, that we, when we turn it into something, we become magnetic enough and attractive enough to be of use to the world. So if, in fact, money is looking for you, what is it that you need to understand to find you? And that's what I had to uncover, starting with that red ticket, and then also the snap of the gift of love. So I think for the listeners and viewers, it's really important to understand that there are two laws of money. And this is a really important concept. And the first law is, is the human-made laws of money. And the human-made laws are linear, step-by-step, -step, goal, action, moving forward, achievement. And that's what I do every day in the nature of my work in wealth management. The other uh, natural, the other law of money is na the natural money law. So human law and natural money law. And the natural money law is inherent in all of us already. And the natural money laws, examples of that are giving and receiving, which is what happened in that situation in my story. Uh, ebb and flow. As entrepreneurs, there's always an ebb. And in the ebbs, we work on ourselves so that when it flows, we can lift up our businesses to a different level. Um, supply and demand, cause and effect, intention and desire, and even mercy and justice. Those are all natural money laws that are already in us. And we can make money in either one of those laws. However, when we have both of them in harmony is when we have prosperity. And that's the holy grail of life success. Just want to take a quick break here and just share with you, if you've been enjoying this episode, please do me a huge favor and just share it with a friend, a family member, someone that you know would benefit or enjoy listening to this just like you are. If this is your first time listening to the episode, please subscribe if you haven't done so already. It allows you not to miss another update or episode release that we do. If you're enjoying this, please do me a huge favor and sh share a review on whatever platform that you listen to at uh, the podcast on. It helps expand our reach and our mission out there and so much more. 
Now, let's go ahead and let's get back to the show. I love that. It's it's uh it's like the flow of life in a sense, but we're talking about in the money aspect, right? Because you have when you're the way you brought that up, I never heard of the two laws of that. So that's kind of great. Thank you for sharing that. It's one of the things I look at it from like, you know, we have two hemispheres of the brain, left and right, and they're they're polar opposites to one another in a certain degree. And but at the same token, you have that left brain, which is what you were talking about the, from the human laws, and then you have the right, which is the nature one. And it's like when you put those into balance and work together, then all of a sudden it's just abundance. It's its natural state of what you're going to experience. And this is something that's I try to convey because in today's world, can you make money with one versus the other though? Yes. Or now can't, but can you, but is it, is it more limitless to have both of those together and blend them together? Like kind of have, yeah, them it is. It is unlimited. What together it's unlimited. Uh, because you're in harmony. When uh, we've all seen the examples of one without the other, we know who those people are. We see them as influencers and others. Um, whether it's a lot of money without the the natural money laws, or whether it's um, natural money laws, but doesn't have necessarily possessions or items or things that we perceive as success in our culture, the, the, um, the U.S. culture, I'll say U.S. today. Uh, and, it, and this is something that I, I try to teach my clients a lot of, because I get into the lot of that we were talking about earlier, like the quantum realm and things like that. And a lot of things I always teach is all about like, you know, it's all about your vibe mind and you want to stay there first. But then we incorporate a little later the action side, which is that linear side, you know, the mm-hmm. things that we tell them, hard work, grind, hustle, but we don't go into that level of it. And I say, you have to have both, but I, the equation doesn't have to be so much. I know this is a little, maybe a little different than the money thing, but it kind of relates in some way. And, but yeah, you see it all the time. Cause you'll hear it. I mean, the, I always say like the billionaires, when you hear them talk, it's all about hard work and grind and hustle. And I remember hearing Grant, Cardo- Grant Cardone one time, he was, uh, somebody was presenting thinking grow rich. And he's like, that doesn't mean I, he's like, he wasn't poo-pooing the book per se, but he was just saying, no, 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 I've never had to think and I just became rich. And he goes, it's action. And that's what takes, that's what makes it happen. It's your, all your actions, you take action and then you become successful eventually or not eventually, just so you become successful. And I was like, eh, but anyhow, I won't go into that. It's going to get a little off topic from this. But No, but I appreciate that. You do need action. You do. We, we, you do need action. I, I, I mean, if it weren't for the power plants along the banks of Niagara Falls, there'd be no power. So you do need action to implement everything you and I are talking about. Yeah, I don't it, necessarily know if I'd start there, but <laughs> it is part of the equation. Yeah, like I always tell people, like you got to get, because the thing is, this, it's like hard work. You never says hard work and grind and hustle. And I always tell people, it's like, okay, you have to have your mind and your vision all set up. And there's a whole plethora of why I say that. But mm-hmm. I tell them, it's like, it's like going, you're in California. Let's say you want to go to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> now, there is the shortest and most easiest route possible in the fastest. But if you don't have your mind and vision and all those other things in alignment, all of a sudden you may just say, wow, I'm just going to go this way. And some way, somehow I'm hoping I get there. That's the hard work and effort, right? I'm just going to keep going, keep grinding, being persistent, sweat equity, all these different things. And yet somewhere, somewhere down that line, you're going to get there because, you know, North America is all connected. You may end up in South America for a little bit. Who knows? Who knows what your journey is going to take you? But when we have that other side of it first, then it's just like, oh, this is what I do. Just like the power plants and the banks, right? 
Yep. Set yep. it and forget it, right? Now things are just going to run. It flows automatically. It was a little bit of work, but it wasn't a scream. You didn't have to do more work and like redive, redivert water and pull water source and do this and that. That's all right there. Just like, well, and I'm assuming just to tie it into what we're talking about, mm -hmm. it's just like money. It's all right there. Well, and I, and I think there's a missing piece that we haven't quite talked about, and that's and that's the doorway. You know, we talk about the two laws of money and that money is looking for you, but to get there efficiently, like a direct path in that drive to LA or Buffalo, I think most people would pick LA over Buffalo, but nothing about that. Um, um, I, it's, it's the doorway is your passion. And if you are doing what you love and with joy, because remember that's the natural money law, joy, creativity, abundance, you use that word, which is absolutely in alignment with the natural money laws. So if you're doing what you love and you course correct, course correct, course correct to get you to LA, um, money will find you. Because when you do what you love and what you're passionate about, it comes easy and there's no grind. Unfortunately, culturally, we've been conditioned to think we have to do these things. You and I talked about earlier about my son just graduating from college. Well, he, in his mind, is in a grind. I need to get a job. I need to make some money. I need to make a lot of money. And, and so it's like, and we don't necessarily want to say follow your passion because you want him to make money <laughs> to get off your payroll. Um, but if we could balance that in some way, and I think that if more of the listeners and viewers followed their dreams, um, I think we would have a lot more abundance and prosperity amongst us. It's 100%. I mean, I didn't share my story with you too much, but it was one of the things where I come from a background of blue collar scarcity, similar to your experience, but a little different where it's just like, I didn't, I could, there was so many things I couldn't get. Right. And if I wanted something, I most of the time would have to take a little money from here and there and try to, however I can attract that to me to eventually down the road, get something, but have friends and family members who had like all the games and all the fun stuff. And me, I was just like, here's my one, one console video game. I have like three games and that's it. But I learned to make the best out of it. But when I got in the business as a chiropractor, my back of my mind was like, I'll never, never have that happen. And of course, my I went bankrupt in the first almost two years, um, but I did that to keep the business going. But then I hit my financial peak and I was unfulfilled, unsatisfied, not really that happy. I even thought about leaving the profession until it came a point where I did the soul seeking and started to go, what, what really matters? What fuels me? And that was that was the game changer because I never had, and I tried to teach this to my clients. I never had to worry about money, how my business operated. Didn't have to worry about, even when COVID hit, I share the story all the time. COVID hit, took a 40% hit on that first month. And then my wife looks at me and goes, you're way too calm about this. I said, we'll be fine. We got this. Everything's going to work out. And two, three months later, we broke records. And it was one of those things, again, just knowing, and that's why I try to, and I'm sharing this message with you for the listeners, if you're listening, you're, I'm just trying to tie, tie with her, Kim, that she's dead on. It's You have to follow that passion. You have to follow what I always say. What's the one thing you can do <clears throat> that you would do for free? And you would only continue to do it for free because it feeds you, to feed your soul. It gives you something that you can leave this world with. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that, Dr. Vic, because uh, again, as we kind of go deeper into our understanding, it helps uh, uh, the listeners kind of get a full story. 
And so what happened to me after law school and going into finance is I ended up with the brokerage firm. And one day I decided to read the back of the client statement, that's the disclosure pages. And at the time it was eight pages, but it was really only four because it was two pages to one. So it was tiny, tiny, tiny print. And th th when I read it, as I read it, I'll never, I'll never forget, a, a tear came down the side of my face and it hit me, oh, oh my gosh. And with my legal background, oh my gosh, I'm not a fiduciary. I, I'm simply in sales. Now there's nothing wrong with being in sales, but most clients in the financial world don't necessarily realize with a brokerage firm, the person is in sales. They think that they're in the same, you know, representing them like a CPA. That's not true. Um, and so what happened, it took me a little bit of time to organize myself because I had young children at the time to leave and create a firm that actually put clients first, not last. And that's the firm I created that was 16 years ago, which is this boutique kick butt wealth management firm. And, 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 it, 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 and it's honestly because of following who I was inherently in my heart to be able to deliver in a way that I felt mattered to clients and that mattered to me. And so your story is wonderful because we all have to take that leap to, to find what that is for us. And for you, it was making sure that the chiropractic, uh, the delivery of it made sense and was in alignment with you. And the same for me, leaving a brokerage world and creating in my world, it's called a registered investment advisory firm, an RIA firm that truly is independent and fee only like a CPA. And there's only like 10% out there in the delivery of financial advice. The other 90% are the opposite. So we did it. And I went three months without any income. And I was burning at the time, probably 25,000 a month at that time. Can't even imagine today the burn rate monthly, but yeah, uh, and here we are. Follow your passion. Look at that. And even with that burn rate you had, that could have propelled and stimulated old patterns and all these other things. And yet, but when from you're- From fear, yes. From the fear. But when you're, when, again, this is something I, I try to convey so strongly, Like, but when you're in that state of passion, in that state of purpose, in the line with vision, all those things, like you don't get stuck in the short term because your mind stays into the future and focus on, well, this is who I'm becoming. This is where this is going. And I'm just going to keep, this is what I love to do. And it's all going to end up working out when we put that love into it, just mm. to tie it back to the beginning. Full circle, full circle. I remember thinking I was going to leave at the end of the, of the calendar year. And something came across me like in the summer and I'm like, I got to leave in August. And I, I did, I just jumped. And then I, you know, I just knew the net would appear. I had no idea, but I just knew the net would appear. And you know what happened? What happened is the start of the Great Recession, I left in August, December, January, February, and there we were in the Great Recession of 2008. So can you imagine if I waited year end, I would have been trying to move assets over to my firm in the height of uncertainty, and I trusted it. And I, for all of you out there, you know when you know. Trust yourself. And that's the biggest thing. I think that's a great way to wrap this up. So I have a question then for you. And that is, how can people follow you, find you, your services and all that good stuff that you're doing? 
Yes, uh, wealthlegacyinstitute.com. I also have Kim Curtis at YouTube, a lot of videos on money and wealth. Opposite of some of the opposite of what we talked about today, <laughs> uh, more left brain. Uh, and also uh, Instagram at Kim Curtis uh, Prosperity, Kim Curtis Prosperity on Insta. For all the listeners, I will have that in the show notes. Kim, thank you for being on. Thank you for doing what you do. Um, I'm glad, you know, there's more, you, you, the 10% of what you're doing in the financial world is only, you know, it, it's much needed. And I think that needs to grow massively in my own opinion, but that's, I'm not in that world, but just what I see from the outside, but thank you for the work you're doing. And uh, thanks for taking your time to join us here at the Mindful Experiment. Thanks. Thanks, Dr. Vic. Appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.